I'm Jolie, your branding badass, and welcome to my new podcast, Branding Matters. Today I'm sitting down with a very special guest who is near and dear to my heart. His name is Aiden Lang, and I invited him to be on my show today to help celebrate the beginning of Pride Month. Not only is Aiden part of the LGBTQ community, but he's also one of Calgary's most celebrated drag queens under the age of 18. And most important of all, he is also my son, and I am so proud to have him here with me today. Since the ripe old age of 14, Aiden, who is known as Crystal Geyser, has been performing at popular all-ages drag venues around town, the most famous one being the main stage at Calgary Pride. I invited Aiden to be guest on my show to talk about his brave journey. As you will soon discover, Aiden is anything but shy, and he wanted to take this opportunity to share his story with you here today, and what a story it is. Aiden, I'm so excited to have you here with me today. Welcome to Branding Matters. Thanks for having me. Uh, You've been working so hard, and you know, you always support me with whatever I do, so I wanted to support you however I could. And it's fun being the guest of a, the star of a show. Right? Oh, yeah. Well, you're the star today. And exactly. I, and I'm really excited to have you here. And this is so fun. And, you know, I figure with Pride Month, I couldn't think of a better guest to have on. So thanks for being here and for sharing your story with everybody. So let's get right to it. Are you nervous? I'm excited. Okay, good. Well, don't be nervous. I won't divulge anything and I can always edit it out if you're not <laughs> happy with it. So, okay. So Aiden, you came out at the ripe old age of 12 years old and you came out to me, you came out to your friends. Actually, it's funny. Just quickly, I'll share a quick story if that's okay, how mm-hmm. you came out to me. I was over at a friend's house and I got a text from you and you're like, mom, I have something to tell you. And, but I don't want to talk, talk about, about it. it. Don't, don't ask me any questions. Don't ask me any questions and I don't want to share. And I'm like, okay. And you're like, Gay. I'm gay. Uh, and then I'm like, yep. okay. And I'm like, well, we're going to talk about it. And, you know, and I kind of ask you the typical questions. How do you know? And everything else. Right. And, and then I said, well, we're going to talk about it. And then I said, so, and you go, don't tell anybody. So I said, okay. And I said, I was just curious. I said, so who have you told? And then you mm-hmm. sent me a list of like 30 people that you had told. So I, I think that's funny too, that I sent you a list because I mean, now I, I don't give you answers like that, but I think like I, for something like this, like I, I pretty much knew like every person I was like, this person person this person this person this person this person now you're 17 gonna be 18 soon so it's crazy to think how time has flown Mm -hmm. since then so when did you say that you honestly knew that you were gay when i was 11 you knew for sure when you were 11 Mm -hmm. what was it that made you know at 11 years old i don't know i think there were multiple factors and i think it was just you know more so just feeling different and not knowing like what that is. And then I was a very resourceful person with access to a lot of things. So I was able to Meaning do my like own the research. internet? Yes. Yeah, that's okay. And I was able to do my own research. And I mean it was even as simple as like when watching a movie, there'd be a kissing scene and I'd be like, Yep. But then if there was like a gay kissing scene or a gay scene or anything, it would either I don't know, it would feel different. And so what like watching it. And so that was kind of indicators. I remember just kind of being in the car one day just like driving and just looking out the window and just being like yeah you just knew yeah yeah wow that's incredible but i mean they say a lot of people say they knew when they were super young i remember when you were nine it's funny when so when you came out and we told people a lot of people were not terribly surprised not that you were not that there was anything growing up that you know was i was a pretty flamboyant kid well you say flamboyant but it's interesting because you were my first son my firstborn right mm-hmm. so i'd never had a child before so when you wanted but it's also your okay sorry I'll no it's okay but i was just gonna say because i know you're gonna talk about like you know anna 
and Anna's house and like the dresses and dressing up and all that. And it's very just young kid things to do. And I agree. It is very like I say, I call that flamboyant, but it's like everyone likes playing dress up. Like, you know, no matter what, I just happen to dress up in my cousin's dresses, you know, and would force my little brother to do the same thing. <laughs> so it was it's I think honestly, I don't think it's really fair to make assumptions like, you know, whatever, because kids will just be kids, you know, and mm-hmm. it's hard to you can never really know. However, I was fair in this instance. Yeah, but you were, what I was going to say is, I mean, you know, so you dressed up in dresses, princess dresses, when you were a toddler till you were quite young. But I would you... wear your heels. I'd go in your yeah. closet. I, I remember very vividly, well, not really very vividly, but I remember the moment when I didn't fit in them anymore. I remember, like, they would be so big on me, and then I went to put them on one day, and I couldn't get my foot in. I and know. I was like, now I have my own pair. <laughs> And they're yeah. like clown shoes on you. What I was going to talk about specifically was when you were nine years old. This is crazy. And, you know, you've always been into theater, too. And you made me that dress. Remember? You're like, I want to make you a dress. True. And you made me a dress from scratch. And you said, this is going to be your dress that you're going to wear when I win the mm. Academy Award. No, it wasn't. This is That was your sunbathing dress. I had a design. Oh. I still remember. I could literally draw it out for you. Oh. It was going to be like a white dress. And it had like snowflakes. And it was white and like elegant. Okay. Like... Oh, yeah, I probably could still find That's it, amazing. I remember that. So that was the Academy Award ring. Oh, yes. okay. And then I had made you, yeah. But you I, made me that yellow sun I made you that yellow sun That dress. I still have, by the way. It's I always, I was, box. for a little bit, I was worried that, like, you had lost it because I remember, nope. like, trying to use it or show it off or whatever. <laughs> so we we finished dinner or whatever, and then I'd literally just pull out the sewing machine and yeah. just work on that. Yeah. And, uh. Well, when yeah. you set your mind to something, you go full and, you you know, there's nothing you can't do. So, mm-hmm. so needless to say, when you came out at 12, it wasn't a total shocker. Mm-hmm. But, of course, there's always questions. And I think I asked you all the standard questions. How do you know? And who did you tell? And all the rest. So when you did finally tell me, I mean, were you nervous about my reaction? I don't think I was nervous. I just, I think I just didn't really want it to be a thing. I yeah. didn't really need it to be a thing. No one has to come out as straight. Right. So it's not really fair that I have to come out. Yeah. So I just kind of didn't really want it to be a thing. Okay. It's like not, and, and that, you know, it's not that I'm ashamed of it and not whatever. I mean, it was really hard back then and it's still hard now, but I've, I have a mind of my own and I'm able to think for myself and understand, you know, situations better. But I think you know, when I, when I came out or whatever, I yeah. was, yeah, I was 12 years old and yeah. it was like very confusing. So who was the hardest person to tell? I think I remember probably it being my dad. Why? Yeah, I honestly don't know. I think it's just one of those things where it's like, I've always gravitated towards girls, you know, most of my Well, not most of my friends, but my closest friends have always been girls. Yeah. And well, except once I got to high school, but like, yeah, I've always been. Well, when you were in preschool and elementary school, all your close friends were girls. Yeah. And so I just, I don't know. I've just always clicked with them more. Yeah. And it's easier for me to be vulnerable. It's easier for me to open up. It's easier for all that stuff. I love my dad, but it was just like one of those things that's just like very personal and vulnerable. And it was fine. And it was fine. Yeah. yeah, I think it was fine with everybody, right? Pretty much. Mm-hmm. So was there anybody that you told whose that reaction surprised you? Wasn't what you expected? Either good or bad? I don't think so. I think most people weren't really surprised. Some people were like, what? <laughs> or some people were like, yeah. But like when I was like 12 and then and, and around that point in my life, I was very outgoing. And then when I when I got a little bit older. Well, you've, let me just correct that. You've always been outgoing I know, since, I was, you were, since you could speak. 
Yeah. So no, I don't think it, I, I didn't really get. Uh, Nobody surprised you. No, with no, no surprise. Everybody was supportive and was like, "Yeah, no big deal." And mm-hmm. right. Okay. So then, fast forward two years after that, when you turned fourteen, you come to me again, and this time you're like, "Mom, I have something to tell you." And I'm like, "Yes." And you're like, "I'm a drag queen." And I don't know if you remember this. And I said, "You mean you want to be a drag queen when you grow up?" And you're like, "No, I am a drag queen, and my name is Crystal Geyser." <laughs> And I was like, okay. And again, I don't know if I ever asked you this question either. So what got you interested in drag to begin with? And how did you choose the name? And why did you choose the name The Crystal Geyser? Well, it's not The Crystal Geyser. It's Crystal Geyser. Okay. My Instagram is The Crystal Geyser. Okay. I think it was honestly like seeing Drag Race online. I don't know. I remember my... Well, the first exposure I ever had to drag was all the way back in our old house. We were watching a movie. Do you remember the movie The Bird Cages? Yeah, of course. The Bird Cage. The Bird Cage, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we've seen that a lot of times, but I remember, yeah. like, we watched it in the den, so a long time ago. Yeah. And that was, like, my first time seeing drag queens. And I remember oh. being really confused because you guys were telling me that they were boys. And I was like, okay, but they're not all men. And you guys were like, they are. And they were performing stage. And I was, like, shocked by that. And I was like, yeah. So that 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 was ingrained in my head and it was always kind of fascinating to me and it wasn't even drag that I got interested in it was makeup and you know I just I've seen a, a lot of people online I've, I mean it's just one of those things that you're just bombarded with online and so I figured I can give it a shot too you know I've it's never for this it was never an obstacle of like oh I'm a boy so I can't do that I've, I've always not really cared it was like I want to do it so I'm gonna do it yeah it appealed to you and so you decided you want to try it yeah I didn't know a lot about makeup I didn't know like whatever I mean but like I knew like the essentials you know and with theater and stuff i had an idea but like not really so i just i ordered a few things and i watched a lot of videos online and for a little bit there i just tried to do makeup and it was it was fine i mean it was the makeup of someone who was just learning to do makeup so you know and then there was kind of a shift i don't really know exactly where but i just started to see more and more makeup show up and there started to be more and more inspiration everywhere and a lot of more drag and it just kind of slowly crept its way into my life and i just was like one day you know i had the supplies so i was like let's just try it out i just did it one day and i was like bam and so i when i told you i was a drag queen i think back when i said that i was probably like balling and super excited and super proud and now I look back and it's like but it's funny too because I would see pictures online of queens and but yeah and like be inspired by them and Mm -hmm. watch what they do over and over again like try and teach myself that but also you know like I would just see pictures of these queens who were just like beautiful and they were put together it wasn't sloppy you know it was like every aspect was thought out and when I had first started you know I do like half my face of makeup in my bedroom and take a picture of it and call it drag now that I'm older and like I've actually kind of established myself and I have a better idea of what I'm doing I I look at the pictures and it's like I am what I wanted to be you know and that is definitely like let me be proud of because I remember looking at pictures pictures of myself that I look like now and I'm just like like I was like oh my god like they've got it figured <laughs> out wow and now I look like that and it at least to me and it makes me really happy and the name I love I love watching behind the scenes stuff not just of RuPaul's but of anything you know like movies TV shows whatever I want to see how it's made or just like how they act in real life you know because anything anything this is not how my mom and I talk guys believe me nothing is real But what are you talking about? This is how we talk. You're so right, Mom. This is exactly how Wait, we what talk. do you mean? This is I'm not saying how we talk. How we talk, the yeah. pitch, the position that we're sitting, how oh, we're talking to oh, each other. Oh, you mean like what this it looks like? This is not real. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah, is not we're... real. But what it looks like sorry, and what it sounds like. We do have conversations. I'm not saying okay, we sorry, I, Okay, I just want to be clear. What you but meant by that is we... we're sitting in a in a in my office slash yes. recording studio with a microphone doing this. We don't always sit in front and do this. But we don't. But also. we're talking, we talk, and I ask you questions. 
Well, this is specific. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So anyways, TV, it's not real. It's yeah, fake. Yeah. And so I find it really interesting being able to humanize the character or humanize anyone. Long story short, I was watching the behind the scenes of, I think it was like before the finale of like a crowning or something. And one of the queens, Katya Zamelochkova. Yeah, it was like a before the crown, before a crowning. And she was doing a... A hotel room tour because they have to be in hotels and they have to like they can't see each other and, and she had a water bottle cooler like you know like an office cooler jug and she had it as a wig stand and she was like taking her own she was like this is my cooler wig stand whatever and then she read the name and it was crystal geyser and she was like oh, that's such a good drag name and me being like the 13 year old who was like i love you guys yeah, you're so <laughs> smart i was like wow you're like you're so right yeah how did you just do that that's crazy you're so true <laughs> That's that's how I got my name. Except I changed it. I tried to be clever, and I so I spelt it Guy. Geyser, as yeah. G U Y. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of funny. I want to talk a bit about your makeup because mm. you talked about how you looked online. Everybody asked me all the time. First of all, when you were younger, you started. They asked me if I did your makeup, and it's like, ha, as if like I don't really. Wear you would much. also ask me Dude. who would do my makeup. I know. I would come upstairs <laughs> at like 10 a.m. before a show, fully dressed, and you'd be like, "Who did your makeup? Did I? Yes. Oh, I don't remember that. Well. So, and you learned all yourself, right? All the makeup you do, you learned through YouTube. Mm -hmm. On YouTube. Yes. And That's and amazing. actually, I kind of lied to you, because I'm remembering back. My first, like, experience with drag, like, because I had started to get interested in makeup, and I started kind of getting into drag. So my cousin's really good friend was a makeup artist. Or not, a, not a, well, she's like a makeup artist, but she's, like, she's very involved in like, the art world and the queer community and, like, whatever. And she put me in drag for the first time like actually and she like changed my face i looked totally different put me in a wig and that was my first experience and after that after seeing myself like transition like that i was like holy crap i need to do this and then after that like i just yeah i went home and i tried to recreate it and i just yeah. started doing it myself and i wouldn't watch honestly a lot of videos even like i mean uh, yeah videos are helpful and like, tutorials are good but like i find Watching a tutorial can be a little frustrating because if you don't do it exactly how they're doing it and you can't fully understand or see it, it can be like... So what I really did, like the way that I really taught myself makeup was by just like looking at pictures and just trying to do it and figuring my own way of doing it. Your way of doing something is not my way of doing something. And yeah. it, might, it might not work. And so I found, yeah, that was definitely the best way. So I might not have the best techniques for everything. But at the end of the day, I can make myself look really It works pretty. for you, yeah. for sure. Oh, I didn't know that. That's great. Your makeup is amazing. Like I said, people comment on it all the time and compliment you on it. And you do a fantastic job. And those cheekbones. That is true. <laughs> That's one thing. Even, even, even when we're not on the same page, if we're a little argument, I am always... Always grateful to you because you well, have definitely given me... Well, you can thank my mother for those cheekbones. The cheekbones. Yeah. Okay, Aiden, let's talk about drag a little bit more. RuPaul's Drag Race premiered in 2009. You were five years old when it premiered. Drag used to be sort of in the dark and hidden and not talked about, and now it's pretty mainstream. Why do you think that is? I will think for a lot of reasons, but I think, too, it wasn't not talked about. It wasn't known about, you know, it was, I mean, it was known but about. It but it was more was, in the gay community. That's, no, well, that's exactly what I'm saying. It was a gay thing. It was yeah. something super yeah. within the gay community. It was a way for people to escape. It was a way for people to express themselves freely. It was a way to party with their friends, you know, in a safe space and not have to worry about getting arrested in the streets and, you know, whatever. It has a whole history because when it was around, unfortunately, you know, people don't, didn't feel how they feel now towards gay people and they had to hide. And, you know, whenever you're in some people are in a crappy situation, they always find, they find ways to bring light into it, you know? And 
that was one thing. And I think once time started to change, I mean, I didn't, I don't really remember like seeing it because you, like you said, I was like five, six, but like in my world, the world that I live in, the expectation is to be accepting and that's the norm. And, and you're weird if you, if you hate on people, like that's not cool anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. And so because of that, drag because it's such a fun colorful amazing thing and rupaul was able to bring it he was able to bring it out of a certain light and show it to the world and show them how much of an art form that it is and not just men dressing up in heels like it is an art form and it mm-hmm. takes skill and it takes work and i think people love it and i think people um well, clearly they do because he's it's won numerous awards and it's international and exactly and i think know. it's it's incredible having it out there because i think it made people able to find find themselves it, it was uh yeah. it was a way for people to feel less alone every episode you know they they have lots of stories that they share people go through a lot it brings people together and it brings people at home watching together and so that's why i think it became so popular because so many people were able to relate to the people on the show and and yeah like you said it was something new and it was something fun and it was elegant and it was it was insane now it's it's just like anything else and it's evolved it's evolved you know it's evolved more than just like the gay club scene you know it's it is an art form and it's an art form for anyone This episode of Branding Matters is brought to you by Gems for Gems. Gems for Gems is a proactive charity focused on ending the cycle of domestic abuse. They do this by creating viable and sustainable paths forward for survivors. With a concentration on empowerment and economic recovery, Gems for Gems works hand-in-hand with the community to help survivors thrive. What can you do to help? Well, if you have any used jewelry lying around that you no longer wear, and let's be honest, we all have some of that, you can donate it to their jewelry drive. If you have any spare time and you want to find a way to give back, this is a great opportunity and you can join their ambassador program. I personally am a part of this ambassador program because I am all about empowering women and this is a great opportunity to do just that. And then finally, if you'd like to contribute financially, you can become a donor to their incredible scholarship program. Whichever way you decide to help, just know that you are making a huge difference and your contribution is meaningful and greatly appreciated. To learn more about Gems for Gems, you can visit their website at gemsforgems.com. You can also find them on Facebook under Gems for Gems and on Instagram under Gems for Gems Canada. And you can always reach out to me on any social media platform under Branding Badass. And now, back to our show. Okay, so I went to Chicago. We went to Chicago a couple of years ago and I came back and I said to you that I said, you know, we went to this burlesque show. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember this conversation. They had a drag show. They had some drag artists. And one of the drag queens came out and we were sitting there and we were like, I think that's a woman. And then we're kind of going, so that's a woman in drag as a woman doing a performance. And I was so confused. I remember I came back to you and I said, Aiden, I want to ask you a question. I couldn't figure it out. And you said to me, you said, Mom, you were almost like annoyed with me. You probably were annoyed with me. You're like, duh. Drag is performance art. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. So I think it's fair to say that realistically, you're right. It has changed from just, you know, men dressing up in women's clothes and calling it drag to an actual performance art that all genders are doing. And it's not just limited to, you know, men dressing up as women. Yeah, you know, and I think because it is an art form, I mean, it's not fair to gatekeep. I definitely have thought about this subject a lot. I'm not going to lie because, you know, it does have a history and it does have significance. And I think as long as you know that and understand like where it comes from and why it's a 
you know, such a staple in the gay community, then it should be for everyone. You know, I think absolutely, because times change all the time. The world is constantly changing. And so you can't be stuck in your ways. And it's just important to know the history of like, you know, where it comes from, why it, why it is how it is. Okay, so everything you said, I agree with totally. But there are critics out there who think that children, and I say children because anybody under the age of 18 should not be performing JAG. What do you think about that? Do you think, I mean, I'm sure there's probably people that are listening right now and maybe are aghast at the fact that, you know, I let you do drag when you were 14. Now you're 17 and you've performed all over Calgary. You've performed at Gay Pride. You know, you've emceed a bunch of shows. And there's a lot of critics out there that don't think that's appropriate. What do you have to say about that? Yeah, you know, I can definitely, I understand where they're coming from to a degree. I think it's ridiculous in the sense that like, if they, if their only idea of drag is man in a dress and like a skimpy dress, you know, doing whatever, I can understand how they wouldn't want their kids doing that. But that's why it's important to educate yourself. Like if your kid is like this or, you know, whatever, listen to your kid. It's not about wanting to get on stage and be all sexy and whatever. It's about wanting to express yourself, showing the world who you are in a different light and doing what you love. Whether it be for being worried about how the world might react, like it's, I don't think it's fair for someone to stop someone doing it because of that for any reason. There is absolutely no harm in you putting on a tutu and a wig and going up on stage and singing, dancing your heart out. I think honestly with youth drag, I think it's amazing for the space that it creates and provides for people, for younger kids who might feel that they don't have a safe place or they might, they don't have a place that they can go to and be accepted by everyone and be able to relate to someone because being validated, having your feelings validated is one of the best feelings in the world, you know, especially when you're a kid and you don't know what's going on ever. So I do think it creates a really good or really nice environment. And a sense of community. And a sense of community. For sure. Do you think that it's possible to perform drag and do performances without it being sexual, without dressing provocatively yeah. and getting up there? The majority of performances aren't sexual at all. Yeah, if anything, exactly. I'm the problem at the shows. <laughs> I'm yeah. the one who likes to push the edges, the push the boundaries. Okay. Because because it's, you know, it's like, it's so, yeah, I agree. It, it is just art. And I've yeah. done, I do like a lot of contemporary pieces too. You know, it's like I did one from a Broadway show. I did a show with the song from a Broadway show with like the Queen of Hearts, you know? And with that, I was able to do a whole thing. And so it can be a whole project. It's not just shaking your ass and looking hot. Now, you also are an MC a lot of the times now because you've created a brand and we, the show is called Branding Matters. We're going to get to that. But so you've created this brand, Crystal Geyser. People know you, you know, people like to come and see you. I'm extremely proud of how much you've accomplished in such a, such a young age. In addition to that, I noticed that a lot of your fan base are teenage girls. I remember to in one show where they got to do you remember when it was intermission and the audience was able to come up and meet and get an autograph and there was this I walk up and there's this huge lineup and they're all tweens and teenage girls why do you think that is why do you think there's such a fascination and that tends to be the target I, I honestly I think it's just a lot of them just like watch drag race and they just love it and yeah. I think they're just super supportive and super excited about it and it's sweet I'm just curious to know why you think it's that demographics like why teenage girls specifically it's like a novelty to them it's like puppy in a teacup it's just so cute and just so amazing and just like oh my gosh like yeah it's like ah 
And it's just something to gawk at. Well, coming from a branding perspective, because that's the lens that I look at it, let's talk about the Crystal Geyser brand. Because, you know, they say your brand is your reputation. It's what people say about you when you're not in the room. Very famous quote by Jeff Bezos. So let's talk about the Crystal Geyser brand, because I think one of the reasons that you do have such a following is because you're able to connect with your audience. You know, when you get up on stage, Aiden, I mean, you own that stage, right? And you get the whole audience cheering for you. What is it about the Crystal Geyser brand do you think that is so infectious? If I'm being honest, Crystal (laughs) is loud and outgoing and people prefer that. I mean, it's no fun to be no fun. When I've talked to you about Crystal Geyser and when you get up and drag and we've had lots of personal conversations and you had said to me, what I love about it is because it's like a metamorphosis and you say you like becoming someone else. What is it about becoming someone else that you like? Yeah, it's a different, it's a completely different person who comes out. You know, Crystal and Aiden are not the same person. Aiden's very calm, I think, or like chill i would choose to describe myself and more masculine i mean i guess that's like obvious but i mean if i'm being totally honest one thing that i do notice is my flamboyant side comes when i'm crystal i'm not i'm not the same person when i'm with my gay friends versus when i'm with like friends from school talking about metamorphosis can we talk about metamorphosis the show that you co-wrote and co-directed and starred in can you share with everybody about metamorphosis and what it is and how much of you Aiden is in that yeah well metamorphosis was a show that I wrote with my friend a few years ago for the company for Calgary Young People's Theater and they have a cannibal festival every year it's a student uh written directed star show it's really fun and so my friend and I sat down one day and we're well I mean actually I had the idea for a show with a drag queen in cannibal and it was basically about this kid Felix who comes out to his parents and they don't like it. And then he goes to a gay club and is introduced to, you know, three beautiful drag queens. And so they teach her something about herself along with drag. And at the end, Felix transforms magically into Felicity. And it's really fun. And it's really, it was a really fun experience. That's great, Aiden. I'm so proud of you. I mean, I tell you that all the time, but I just can't tell you enough. Can you describe the Crystal Geyser brand? Well, I mean, to be honest, I didn't really think about branding a lot before, but you know, since you started doing this podcast, uh, it's definitely been something that I've (laughs) started to take into consideration. Well, you probably didn't even really know much what branding even was, did you? I I had a little bit, somewhat of an idea, but I mean, listening to your podcast, I've definitely learned a few things. So I think you're doing a really good job with that. (laughs) Well, thank you. Um, But I think, you know, Crystal Geyser is fun. She's energetic. She's inspirational. And I like to think, I don't know, when people think of me or watch me perform on stage, I just want them to feel happy and inspired and obviously entertained, you know? And I I think I do a pretty good job of that most times. Oh my God, you do an amazing job of that. You know what? (laughs) If that's that's what you're thinking the Crystal Geyser brand is, I can definitely say you are right on the money because when you're not around, people are always talking about how exciting your, your performance was and how they feel energized after watching you. So that's really good. And I'm really honored to hear that you say that you've learned some stuff about branding from listening to my podcast. That means a lot to me because that's why I'm doing it. What do you think sets Crystal Geyser apart from all the other drag queens? She's a badass. (laughs) Duh. Duh. (laughs) 
Um, but no, seriously, I think uh, I think what sets her apart is that she's an entertainer first and a drag queen second. And what I mean by that is, uh, I think because of my theatrical background, you know, I've been performing on stage, like I've said before, since I was six years old. Yeah. So I'm I'm accustomed to the stage. I feel home when I'm there. Um, I know how to own the stage. There's some queens out there who have that same experience, you know, there are, obviously there are queens who have dance backgrounds, who have, who have backgrounds in performing arts, and there are some queens who don't, you know, they're more so like social media queens, or they're more so look queens, so they pay, they, they put a lot into their aesthetics and whatnot, which is great, I mean, there are some beautiful queens out there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but there are also some beautiful queen, queens who are not amazing performers. I definitely think that my, my theater background, uh, has helped me a lot. Um, yeah, I would say that too, I mean... Just to interject for a second here, mm-hmm. when you say that, it, I was thinking about some of the performances that you've done in the past. I mean, one of my favorite performances, you were in a different character. I mean, you get into character so well and you get up on stage and you literally, it's more, I think of it as a performance. I don't even think that it's you there, you know, like, I mean. Well, no, and that's the whole point. I think one thing that I'm, I'm able to so easily integrate, you know, my theater background is because yeah. it is acting, it is performing. Mm-hmm. Crystal and Aiden are not the same person. And mm-hmm. that's, that's one of my favorite parts of drag, you know, is the persona, is being someone else, you know, putting on the mask and going up on stage and acting my heart out, basically, yeah. essentially, um, in just another way, you know, another yeah. medium. Yeah. What would be the one word to describe the Crystal Geyser brand then? Encore. <laughs> Encore? <laughs> is how I would, I would imagine people describe my shows. And I think that's the impression that I like to leave, you know? And not just because... So leaving my... them wanting more? Exactly. Yeah, I love it. Exactly. That's great. Okay. Well, that's very good. Thank you so much. I appreciate you uh, sharing that. Because yeah. um, I think Crystal Geyser has a really strong brand. And since the show is about branding and especially it being Pride Month now, having you on here to share all about your experience and then obviously talking about the brand is very important. And I'm glad that you've learned some stuff along the way, too. Yeah, no, it's been it's been really fun to watch you, you know, do your thing and get success in it, you know. And a lot of the people that you've interviewed have been really interesting. And yeah, I'm and glad to be here. Yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, awesome. I'm excited to be a part of it. Okay, cool. Before we end here, I just want to know, so for any parent out there that's listening, what advice would you give a young person who is interested in drag and who wants to get into the drag performance world? What advice would you give the child and what advice would you give their parent? For the parent, I think I'd say be open, be accepting and like, you know, have conversations with them and understand, you know, what's appropriate and what's not appropriate and how it relates to safety, not just you controlling them. Because I think, you know, and maybe this might not be everyone, but I don't like being told what to do, even if even if I can't see a lot of times. I think I that's every teenager. Why, you know, I'm sure, and I'm sure it is. I don't I don't like being told I can't do something, and if you say that, I probably will do it anyways. So I would suggest having a conversation with them, you know, and explain it, and talking to them and explaining how it can be still dangerous and. Um, but how you can make it fabulous and amazing without making it sexual. Going to their shows, you know, being there for them, whatever they need. And what yeah, advice would you give to their kids? Yeah, and to the kids, I would say, you know, um, go for it. The only thing that ever stops me really is just, you know, starting. And I would say just go out and do not, I know this is really hard to do, but don't compare yourself to everyone else, you know. Try and learn from everyone 
and be your own person. Come up with your own persona and figure out who you are. That's great advice. So what's your favorite part about drag? Like I said before, it's the transformation. It's not being... Well, actually, no. My favorite part of drag, but it's like just like my favorite thing in life, period. There is no way to describe the feeling, but it is like pure joy of just having like tens or hundreds or thousands of people like screaming in your face applauding oh my gosh because i said i know you said before like i performed at calgary pride two years ago on this like on princess island which is just like a stage and like this huge field and it was packed and that same weekend or like around that same time i performed at twisted which is like the gay nightclub in calgary but it was an all ages yeah it was an all ages show and i was hosting it and i performed and the venue was packed to the back door the stage is at the back and it was packed all the way to the front those two moments are like ingrained in my head because there is no other feeling like it having that many people screaming and applauding you is just like incredible well and you feel unstoppable you know and it's so funny that you say that because i don't know if you remember this you probably do because you have memory like a vault when you first started performing so you were how old when you started theater works and, and the first play was that charlie brown yeah. No, it was Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz, right. And I remember afterwards, and you played the mayor, right? No, I was the corner, a poppy, a Aussian, and a jitterbug. Right. Okay, it was the corner I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. And I remember when you came off and I said, how, you know, when you were done, I said, so how was it? And you were like, I can't explain it, but being up on that stage, it was like, I just feel this like excitement through my whole body. Mm. Remember, you didn't know how to describe the feeling, but you just were like the ting, like you were just like, I can't describe it, but the whole feeling through my whole body is just like amazing. No, I totally remember that. And it's it's the same thing. I can't really explain it. You're a born performer. There's no doubt. Well, so COVID's been a real drag for you. I know, no pun intended. (laughs) I know it's been really tough for you not being able to perform now. You haven't done it for a while. Do you think when things get back to normal, you're going to go back out there and start doing it again? Yeah, hopefully. COVID kind of like while it was chilling, there have been like a few opportunities as a, as a kid about to go into grade 12 in a pandemic. You know, there's a lot of things in life that I got to do. And so, you know, it's not my priority right now. I still love it with the passion, but high school also kicks your butt. <laughs> so I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. Um, I still miss performing and I guess when I just have less stress in my life, yes, I, and I'm able to just go full, full out because <laughs> I, I do miss it and I, uh, I want to get back into it really badly. Would you ever consider auditioning for RuPaul's Drag Race or the Canadian version? Well, you yeah. do have to be 19 for yeah. that. No. I mean, no. well, I would ever, but not when I turn 19. No. No. I have plans, I have other things <laughs> I want to do, and I don't, the goal, you know, I respect the queens who, like, the end-all, be-all goal is to get on that show. It's not for me. I think it'd be really fun, but I'm not someone who's like, I need to be on that show. That's, yeah. I'm not going to say at the bottom of the list, because if the opportunity came, I'm not going to tell you I wouldn't do it, but I'm not, like, eager for it. It's not on your it's not on to-do, my list. to-do list. list. Yeah. Okay. But I would never say no, you know, I would love, yeah. obviously, obviously obviously love to be on TV and like the second you are cast, not even a first episode, but the second you're cast, you're on the map globally. The moment that like the cast is announced, your life will change and I can handle the spotlight. So I wouldn't be mad about that. But in just like a sense of like my drag, I don't, I don't think it would be something like I would feel like I'd need to do right away. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, you have my support if and when you ever decide to do that. Well, sweetie, thank you for spending this time with me and doing this interview and being so open and honest and articulate. If people want to learn more about the Crystal Geyser, how can they find you? They can follow 
me on Instagram at the Crystal Geyser and find me on Facebook, Crystal Geyser. Yeah, catch me around town. All right. Well, thank you again. I love having you on here and I hope everybody has a great pride. And uh, hopefully this year we'll be able to... Staying safe, wearing our masks, and celebrating from a distance. You can be gay, but stay away. (laughs) Okay. Well, thanks again, sweetie. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. Okay. Love you. Love you, too. And there you have it. I really hope you enjoyed the conversation and maybe learned a few things to help you with your branding. But most of all, I really hope you had some fun. This show is a work in progress, so please make sure to rate and review on whatever platform you listen to. And if you want to learn more about the branding badass, that's me, you can find me on social media under, you know it, branding badass. Thanks again, and until next time, Here's to all you badasses out there.